today's gospel, or today's gospel, today's collect, uh, begins with the God of glory always is to have mercy. God always must have mercy upon us and to continue to draw us back to God's self over and over and over again. And this is the point that, that Paul's really making in uh, the passage from Romans today when, he, when he's sort of setting up his argument that's going to go on for a good long time. We talk about this a lot over the summertime. That, that it's not the law that saves us, but faith in Jesus Christ that saves us. Faith alone is the thing that, that draws us back to God. And he, he uses Abraham as an example saying that Abraham isn't one who, who um, achieved God's righteousness by, by works and achieved God's righteousness by the law because it wasn't even law. Right? These, we're, in these first couple weeks of, of Lent, we, we, we sort of go through covenants for a while. Last week we had the covenant of Noah where uh, God promised never to flood the earth again and you see the rainbow in the sky and know that I'll never uh, flood the earth again and that I, you know, I'll be with you. And then um, in, in today's, today's uh, Old Testament passage with Abraham, he says basically, I'm going to make you a great nation. You know, your descendants will be as the, the stars of the sky and the sand of the sea and uh, I, you will be the father of all nations through, through Sarah and uh, and you, and um, both of these are, are unconditional covenants, right? There, there's, God isn't, doesn't say, this will be if you do this. I'll never flood the earth so long as, you know, you don't screw it. It just says, I'll never flood the earth. And uh, you'll be my, you'll be um, my descendants uh, to Abraham. These are, these are Unconditional. Next week, we start with the, the Ten Commandments. We sort of kick off the, the conditional covenant is, I will be uh, your God, you'll be my people, so long as you do this. Right? So long as you, you keep my commandments, so long as you follow me, so long as you seek my face, uh, I'll, be, I'll be with you. So long as you don't turn to other gods. And we see throughout Israel's history, that indeed, again and again and again, um, God allowed other armies and other people to come and sort of conquer his and they're like, oh, right, that's right, we have to, like, obey you, and then he'll be here, right? So this is, those are some more conditional covenants that take place. But today's, um, this, this unconditional covenant that God has, has given to Abraham, that then is, is, passed on to us because from the descendants of Abraham comes um, the glory of Jesus, right? Um, we have Paul making this, this argument about that Abraham did nothing. And actually that Abraham did nothing is pretty generous. Because Abraham actually, you know, this is like when you look back a lot of times, Abraham is, you know, Paul's being really nice that Abraham believed fully because actually, if you keep on reading that passage we had today, Abraham didn't believe fully when God said that. Abraham laughed. And not only did Abraham laugh, Abraham said, Dude, I'm old. My wife is old. And I already have a son, Ishmael.
Because remember, Abraham and Sarah decided, we can't really keep on waiting for God any longer. Maybe you should take my slave woman, Nagar, and, and have a child with her. And they're like, ah, okay, that's a good idea. Uh, and then it wasn't a good idea, right? And Abraham continuously sort of has these, these, these failings here and there as he tells Pharaoh that his wife is his sister. Then he does it again with Abimelech a couple of few years later. You know, it's, it's maybe 20 years later, but it doesn't matter. It's really a mistake you should only make once. <laughs> Telling somebody that your wife is your sister, maybe you shouldn't make it at all, but really make one freebie is all you need. Don't give two. And so this is, this is um, <clears throat> a very generous proposal that, that Paul says that Abraham um, was justified by his faith, his full faith. But, but in reality, I think it's, it's, it's good for us. Right? Because what it says to us is Abraham is us. Right? You are Abraham. Don't put Abraham on some high pedestal. He is called by God. And God chose to bless Abraham. And Abraham believed. And he followed over and over again. But he wasn't perfect. The same is true with us. We don't have to be perfect. In fact, we're not going to be perfect. Like Abraham, all we have to do is believe. And we don't even have to believe fully amazing like that. We can believe exactly like Abraham, that when God says something to us, we laugh first, maybe. And then we come around. Then we accept. Then we see. And we trust. And we follow. But the hard part about this passage is that it's faith alone that brings us near to God. It's faith alone that justifies us. It's not any other works that we do. And that's hard because, generally speaking, we want it to be because of us. At least a little bit. You want it to be, I did this holy act. I memorized my Bible verses. I helped a little old lady across the road. I became a casa. Right? We want it to be for something that we've done. But it's not anything that we've done. It's only God, whose glory is always to have mercy. And therefore always wants to draw us to himself. That we might be redeemed, that we might know the grace and power of that love. And this is the, the gospel lesson as well today, right? Which is half a gospel lesson. We skip the first part. Poor Peter doesn't get his, his props. Where, where Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon Mark, Jonah. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And then you begin to teach him many things. This is where we, where we uh, picked up today. He said that some man's going to be turned over and, and arrested. 
because Peter also is like a lot of us, which is we're happy with our very victorious messiahs. We're fine with our messiahs that come into the world and, and decide they're going to take charge and they're going to lead uh, with military might. They're going to be like Liam Neeson and Taken, right? To just take everybody out and get his, rescue his daughter and get her back. That's what we want our messiah to be like. We're not looking for a messiah who's willing to suffer. We're not looking for a messiah often who's willing to give up everything. And this is what Jesus says, is you need to take up your cross and follow me. That is, you need to be ready to leave your life. To lose you. To understand this life and the things that this life stands for, power, ambition, wealth, all of these things that the world says are most important are not important. That the glory of God is important. That forgiveness of sin is important. That cleansing is important. That atonement is important. And that you and the whole world might be restored. And when you understand that, when you understand nothing more important than the glory of God, then you'll understand it isn't anything that you do. It's just who you are. And the faith that you might have that draws you into the righteousness of God. And that's hard. Because 
God's glory is to have mercy. And the purpose of Lenten disciplines are just to draw us close to God, which is all that God wants. And this is this is like I had a crazy friend who who, who when um, talked about fish or not not eating meat on Fridays, and there's a big long discussion, and finally he got he got agitated, and he just says, "This is all wrong." wrong. The reason we don't eat meat on Friday is just because you remember that Jesus died on Friday. And so when you don't eat meat, you remember Jesus died. And when you do eat meat on Friday, you remember, maybe I shouldn't eat meat on Friday because Jesus died on Friday. <laughs> the whole point is to remember Jesus died on Friday. It has nothing to do with meat or whether you eat it or you don't eat it. But we like to make laws and we like to make rules and we like to create these things that we think will save us instead, when the whole point is just remembering what God has done for us. And let disciplines are great because they connect us to God. So when you eat that Snickers bar, even though you gave up chocolate, you say, oh, I was supposed to give up chocolate for God. And it reminds you of God's great love for you. That's not permission just to completely blow your like but it is to say, God's glory and God's mercy and that connection and that covenant love is what we seek and what we desire and what we need. That relationship that God has with us through Jesus. And it's this point that Paul is making today. Nothing else is needed but to know Jesus Christ. Who died for you. Who was raised to life for you. Who sent a spirit for you. That you might know the mercy and grace and love of God. Amen.